0: All right, we're back once again on G'day Gridiron for the Aussie Gridiron Network. And we're looking at the NFC for Week 18 and our massive, massive divisional round. We've just finished up the AFC side, so if you're hearing this before you've heard that, make sure you go and have a listen. It would be great. There was some great chat around the AFC and uh how it's all going to shape out hopefully so now we're on to the nfc and boys we're going to start at the point in the compass that we finished up on or we started with sorry i should say in the AFC, and that is the north so nfc north let's start with vikings at lions the vikings are seven and nine they travel all the way over to detroit to take on the 11 and five Lions who have not only wrapped up the division and got themselves a playoff, but have been playing very, very good football this season. The Vikings, on the other hand, have not been, um, since the Kirk Cousins injury, it has kind of been a bit of a downhill slide despite a couple of wins that sort of kept the Vikings in and around the playoff contention, which they still are, amazingly. As a Vikings fan, one who is very pragmatic and can use his brain to figure things out, uh, and that is definitely a shot at other Vikings fans because Vikings fans pages are probably some of the strangest places I've ever been on the internet. Um, <laughs> the Vikings need to not screw this up. They need to lose to the Lions this week. Uh, and that's that's just my only feeling. If the Vikings, <clears throat> excuse me, if the Vikings lose this game, depending on other other things that happen within the NFL, the Vikings are going to end up with the ninth or 10th pick in the draft. And that is the highest that the Vikings have been in almost uh, a decade, aside from one season, I think. But we very rarely, as, as a franchise, get to pick in the top 10 of a draft yeah. um, or, or wash out that way without trading up. So we very rarely get to pick there. It, it's an opportunity and it's something the Vikings fans and the franchise have been banging on about for years, that you need a QB of the future that um, whilst Cousins is great and he is going to be great for another few seasons, you still need a QB of the future. Here's an opportunity. So many great QBs, so many that will be around that point. Lose this game. Don't try and look, go out there and win. Go out, or Don't try and go out there and win. Go out there and play a game. Get incentives. Do what you need to do, but can someone be sensible um I, I fear that they're not going to be sensible boys do you want me
1: to tell you the, the yeah do you want me to tell you the like the scenarios that would be your worst nightmare oh, i know AK, it's making it's, the playoffs yeah i know let's
2: hear it, oh. let's hear it. the vikings All make right.
1: the playoffs so if they make if they want to make the playoffs obviously they got to win they need green bay to lose they need seattle to lose and they need either the buccaneers all the Saints to lose. Ah, oh, right? no, no,
0: no, So uh, they need all of that to happen? Yeah. That's ah, not happening then. Good. <laughs> Excellent. Because we'll get to it later, but the Bucks ain't losing. So let's. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good. So, boys, I don't mean, uh, Manjot, I'll go with you first. The Lions have been playing some great football. They'll obviously rest some guys here and there. I, I think the Lions are going to play Lions football, though. I think they're going to have the same mentality. Dan Campbell has the same mentality as Mike Vrabel, and I absolutely love it, where I want to win a game. I don't want to go out there and lose. I don't want to tank. I want to win a game. Last oh, week, yeah. he was he was pissed off about that Cowboys game and the way it went down, and they came so, so close to beating the Cowboys uh, and getting the number two seed. So, yeah, they're they're going to want to win, aren't they?
1: Yeah, for sure. And they still have a shot at the two seed as well. They still have the same record as the Cowboys. So what they need is the Cowboys to lose and them to win and they'll get the number two seed in the entire NFC. So there's still a, a shot there. And of course, if you're the if you're the Lions, you want to play for a better matchup in the first round. Cause man, I would not want to play the Rams. At the moment, the Seahawks, even the Packers, if I was the Lions. I think they want to avoid whoever they want to play the least. I think they're gonna to have to play one of those three, unfortunately. They're gonna have to they're gonna have to find a way to find the ideal opponent in those three. And I think it'll probably be the Packers they want to play, who'd be the seventh seed or sixth seed, depending on how results go out. So yeah, the Lions, they're gonna they're gonna be playing for something still Ian, I think. I think the Vikings as well. I do agree. I, I was thinking about saying the same thing to you earlier this week as well. I was like, surely you guys want to lose this one. You guys mm. will get such a better pick. You don't want to win and then fall into the playoffs, become first-round exits. Sorry, Ian, but I think you know that you guys will probably be first-round exits at this point in time. I think, really, it's just it's just you got to lose this game, get a better draft pick. And really, just just build for the future. There's a lot to go there for the Vikings. Losing is the winning for the Vikings this week.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the way. Losing is winning. That's what we're, we're going with as uh, as
2: Vikings. Brad, do you feel same sentiments? Lions yeah. are definitely going to win here? Absolutely. Uh, I think you guys hit it on the nail head. Uh, it's not a, a terribly exciting game, and, and I wouldn't change anything you said. Yep. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Right. Well, let's go with the other game in NFC North. Uh, Bears seven and nine uh, at Green Bay to take on the eight and eight Packers. Um, the Packers have a very real chance of getting into the playoffs here, Manjo. What are we? What are we looking at? I
1: think it's just a simple win and in. It. it is a simple win and win.
0: in. How good yeah. is that? What a great playoff prediction! How good is that?
1: Win, get in. Lose, get out. That's there we go. Um, yeah. they, they have six ways to get in, actually. Uh. Uh, so if they, win, if they win, they're in. But they, if, if they tie, then they need the Seahawks to lose or tie, or New Orleans to lose or tie. Or if they tie, they also need a Seahawks loss, Bucks loss, or tie, Seahawks tie, and Bucks loss or tie gets them in. And then the fifth scenario is where they've lost. They need the Vikings to lose, the Seahawks to lose, the Bucks to lose. Or if they lose, they need the Vikings to lose again, the Seahawks to lose again, and the Saints to lose again. Also, Vikings tie in both those last two scenarios as well. will get them in. So, yeah, they've got six ways to get in, Ian. So, I, I think if I'm the Packers, I'm fairly safe. they got the Bears, a team they traditionally have beaten every single time. It just feels like the Packers will make it. it. It's just... It's just really a home game against the Bears. What more can you ask for as a Packers fan? That's <laughs> something you've got to be happy as. A lot.
0: Brad, key matchup though. Jordan Love versus the Bears pass defense. Uh, Love threw yeah. a whole bunch of touchdowns in their first meeting this season. But since then, Chicago have been much, much better on defense. And they also picked up Montez Sweat, who has been a a great trade for them.
2: At try deadline that is the biggest matchup he really a hundred percent and and you mentioned sweat he has had in my opinion he's had the most impact of any player that was traded at the deadline uh the dude is just balling and that bears uh they're they're five and two over their last seven games Fields is making their number one pick decision incredibly hard which if you're the GM, uh, you're loving it. So it's it, absolutely, this game is not going to be easy. Uh, Love is, but he is on fire. Like you said, he's been throwing 16 touchdowns and only one interception in the last six games, uh, in which case the Packers are four and twos. So it, it's going to be a really, really good game. Again, hats off to the NFL with this whole divisional matchup stuff uh it's going to be uh, really really exciting to watch. Do you guys know when is this game? And in, in in terms of the slate, is it is it the end or when
1: are they I playing? I think it's 4:25. Yeah,
0: okay. eight, eight, yeah, 8:25 at our time. So it's a uh, a late game. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so it's late window not early. Uh okay. yeah. Yeah, hats off to the NFL. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? Um So so good. Hey, let's move on to the NFC South. It's a division no one's really wanted to talk about all season. Um, (laughs) These these teams have been uh, middle teams, frustrating, so frustrating. None more so than the Atlanta Falcons, who are at seven and nine, uh, and they're going to take on the Saints this week, who are at eight and eight. The Saints have the probably the the biggest. Uh, the biggest push here to to actually get something done. Saints need to win this game to have a hope of being in the NFC South uh, standings at all uh, and possibly winning division. So they're taking on each other. And and both games for the NFC South, coincidentally, are taking place at the same time this week, which is great. It's how it should be because the Saints are going to need to win this and hope to see what happens in the other game. Brad, did you watch much? Last week of uh of Falcons' time,
2: well, actually, you know, it was probably the first game the whole season where I didn't watch every snap. So, um, I I have to admit I'm a little disappointed in myself.
0: You know what you um, missed, though? Yeah, you, know you missed you missed a great game by Chicago and yeah, a terrible right? game by the Falcons. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. No, no, and and I watched the highlights, of course, and and that's exactly right. Uh, um, so. It, the Falcons have no business in being in the playoffs whatsoever. Um, at least New Orleans, I could see him scaring somebody, but the Falcons are just—they're sad. Um, you know, I would say Arthur Smith is coaching for his job, if not if he—if he's not already gone. Um, so he's—you know—losing three out of the last four, losing mm. to Carolina. It just—it doesn't look good for them. the 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 fact they're the way they've underutilized those. Skill position players there. Um, it's pretty embarrassing. I think New Orleans is personally. I think New Orleans is going to win this game, pretty pretty handedly.
0: Manjit, you got a feeling either way.
1: Yeah, I'm going to lean with the Saints as well. I think the Falcons. It is very look look. Firstly, I gotta say with the clinching scenarios, the Falcons still have a chance, boys. They can still clinch the NFC South with a win. And the Bucks loss, like that is something I, I'm sure no one wants the Falcons to win now because we don't, I, I don't know, not many people want them to be in the playoffs at the moment. But if you look at New Orleans have the same scenarios, it's, it's a win and a Bucks loss or tie or a tie and a Bucks loss pretty much for the Saints. So the Saints only have a 48% chance of making it. Um, they can also clinch a wild card, funnily enough, if they win with uh, a win there a, and a Seattle loss and a Green Bay loss or tied there uh, for both as well. Or a tie, a Seattle loss and a Green Bay loss can also get them in. So that they, they have a few different scenarios, New Orleans compared to the Falcons, but they still only got a forty-eight percent chance of making it New Orleans with a win.
0: Just insane. We don't want Falcons yeah. in this game. We don't want Falcons yeah. in this. We don't want Falcons in this 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 league anymore in twenty twenty three.
1: Oh man, Arthur have, Arthur Smith yeah. is just
0: going to be even more of an embarrassment in a playoff game than he is in a oh, regular season. Again, yeah. yeah, yeah. Gosh, yeah. but who knows?
1: Uh, I, I from, mean, from secretly picking
0: from picking players, play Eagles from picking yeah. players, the plays, time management. There is just it's an insane amount of bumbling. It's basically Mister Bean on a park out down there. It's just. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, the Falcons did beat the Saints early this year at home, but even then, the Saints have been on a pretty good run against the Falcons over the years. Yeah. Since the start of 2017, they've only lost the Falcons three times in that span. Or December seventh sorry, December twenty-fourth, twenty seventeen, that is. They've only lost to the Falcons three times in that time span. So yeah, that is going back quite a bit to the last 12 games. So, honestly, if I'm if I'm the Saints, uh, if I'm tipping this one, I'm tipping the Saints, I think. They, they've got a pretty good chance. They've only lost a couple of games at home in the last nine to the Falcons. So, really, I'm going with the Saints here. Mm.
0: Thought so. Let's go to the other matchup from the South, and that is the Buccaneers, who are going to play the Carolina Panthers. Uh, the Bucs are at 8-8. Eight Leading in division, they they get uh, arguably the easier matchup of the two from this division this week, uh, and it, it is real simple for the Bucks win, and you win that division. That is, mm-hmm. that is it. Um, Baker Mayfield is probably one of the the key players to that to the whole matchup uh, and to the Bucks' success. Right now, he's with his fourth team in six seasons, boys. And this is the sec- only the second time he's trying to lead the club to a playoff. Of course, that last time was Cleveland in 2020, the first time in, in many, many, many moons that the Cleveland Browns had been to a playoff. Uh, and he won that game. So that was uh, the mm-hmm. first time they had won a playoff game in a long time. So Baker's done it before. He knows what a big matchup is. Brad, we pretty much, we have to trust here that the Bucks are just going to run wild over the Panthers.
2: Oh yeah. I I, I have no doubt about it. I mean, it was unfortunate to see Baker throw uh, more than one interception first time all season. He did that last week, but uh, he, that dude has earned himself a payday. Mm -hmm. He has, the Bucks took a a smart gamble and it has paid off huge for them. So hats off to, to Baker and the Bucks. I mean, you, I've said it here before. I really don't want to see Tampa Bay in the playoffs. I'm just tired of seeing them in, win the uh, division, I guess. Um, so, but uh, they deserve it. So, and I and I have no doubt that they'll they'll steamroll the, the, the Panthers. Do you want to, just on
0: on Baker earning himself a payday? Mm. Do you want to, the insanity that? Baker Mayfield signed only a one-year, $4 million contract for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, that's insane. That's and
1: absolutely that's crazy.
0: He has, he's completed 64.4% of his passes this season for 3,907 yards and 28 touchdowns. Those last two stats are career-best stats, and he is doing that on a $4 million contract.
2: Well, he makes so much off of his uh, insurance commercials. Um, <laughs> i don't know
0: if he really he does is. a
2: lot of that anymore
0: anyway
1: but I, honestly... I haven't seen a progressive one all year no yeah.
2: i don't know.
0: so he's it's it's crazy the majority of that his base salary is only 1.1 $1. 1 million it was wow. mostly all signing bonus um
2: of course there would be incentives he's gonna have to
0: to go, uh, it's gonna be incentives
2: you're... laden everywhere in that contract but Exactly. We, what 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 kind of bonus he gets for making the playoffs?
0: When you get down to the meat of it, uh, I think that's in here. Actually, uh, there's passing there's playing time incentives, um, which are doubled with a playoff berth. Okay. So, uh, five hundred thousand for sixty six percent of the time, two hundred fifty thousand each for seventy five and eighty five. So, he's going to have a million dollars there worth of incentives because he's played a lot this season. I don't think he's actually been off the park. I don't think. He hasn't had injuries. I'll doc no. on there. Don't 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 ruin that. Don't jinx that for Baker. Um, he's got passing stat incentives: uh, three hundred thousand dollars each for NFL top ten and NFC top five in passer rating, TD passes, passing yards, completion percentage, yards per pass attempts. I'm not sure how he's going in some of those, but I can't imagine that he's too far away from top ten in the NFL. Definitely top five in the NFC. He has to be up there. Mm. Uh and two hundred and fifty thousand for a playoff win, so it's not making okay. the playoffs. It's just if they win.
2: Oh, huh, interesting. Okay.
0: So there's actually not a lot. There's actually not a lot in all that. But I thought it would be a little bit more. He will get that extra mil. so he'll probably earn himself about five million this year, uh, uh, before tax, yeah. of course. Um, but but yeah, it's it's crazy. Isn't it one year contract. Uh, uh, for four million dollars there's guys out there like daniel jones earning 40 oh, million gee. dollars this season for being oh. woeful and then being injured
2: yeah uh, yeah yeah and, and, and think, think about that you're paying a 10th one tenth of what you're paying daniel jones and who would you rather have uh you know baker
1: balled
2: out do you
0: know what? just 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 the reasoning though that the reason that the Bucks had to go to the extent to sign Baker for such a small amount of money is because they are still paying Tom Brady. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. It's such a... It's just yeah. a... He he brings you a Super Bowl, but he's such an anchor around your neck for many years to come. It's just... Yeah. Uh,
1: what And, and, and that's uh, and that's
0: a Buccaneers reference, by the way, Brad. Come on. It's a pirate <laughs> reference. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that Sorry, was a good man. one, actually. Sorry, he uh,
2: he keel-hauled them there you go uh, yeah okay fair yeah. Fair enough i missed that one <laughs> uh, i think tom is tom in australia right now because he's doing a tour he's close to yeah yeah he's doing a tour through australia
0: so oh you want me to go tell him what i think of him
2: uh, yeah <laughs> no. yeah well yeah, it costs but... like, It's seriously it's like 2,500 bucks just to to get a photo with him and, and shake his hand so Did you said 2,500 yeah, yeah it's or at least 1500 it's it's oh, man
1: for all uh, of us yeah. who, are, who don't live in melbourne or brisbane you gotta yeah. you gotta have like travel and accommodation accounted for as well so yeah that's like yeah. Th- that is close to like four thousand dollars i would say in terms of like it depending on which package you get and everything it's just well crazy. i'll let you
2: guys any any of our listeners i'll give you a 10 discount if you stay at my house so
1: <laughs> oh yeah, no. I've I've had people ask me about like the card and everything. I've had had a few of my um Hachette Press fans that like one of them was interested in collecting the card like that came with that um oh, okay with that yeah. So I think yeah, if you pay like the highest package, you actually get the like you get a Tom Brady signed card, which probably would sell for a lot as well.
2: It could. It could. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, all right. Let's move on. Uh, we need to move on, yeah. Sorry, Start from this. No, yeah, it's all good. Sure. It's all good. We got we went deep in the weeds, and I love it. That's what we're all about here at G'day On. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, NFC West, boys. Uh, look, apart from the Seahawks, small chances in this game against the Cardinals this week. Seahawks, of course, at eight and eight, the Cards are four and 12 as one of the worst teams in the NFL right now. Um, they're lucky to be at four and twelve. The only reason they are is because of Kyler Murray coming back hmm. and giving them such a chance. But apart from the Seahawks' chances here, the whole division is meaningless this week. Um, Manjot, you're an NFC West boy. Seahawks' chances? I know it, they've got a slight, slight chance of getting in. What do we got? Yeah. What are we looking at?
1: So at the moment, they enter with a twenty five percent chance. They if they win forty one percent, there that is a ch- is a chance they have. They still need help. They lose, no chance at all. So when you're looking at the scenarios for the Seahawks here, they have to win, of course, because I did say um no no chance if they lose. So if they win, they need a Green Bay loss or tie. Mm. Or if they tie, they need a Green Bay loss and a Bucs loss or tie. Of their tie, they also need a Green Bay loss and the New Orleans loss or tie. So they got a few scenarios there, but it's simply a win and a Green Bay loss or tie at this point for them to to make it. There's end. just so... there's
0: just no there's no there's just no chance. I mean, there is a chance because Green Bay the way they've been up and down. We talked about that a bit. Um, yeah yeah and they are playing the same time, which is great again they're the same time so they won't know so they do all have to play for everything um to, to get in so uh, I don't know I'm still picking the Seahawks over the Cardinals or am yeah. I? I don't know I'm really leaning no, I'd still go on the Seahawks. I'd still go to Seahawks just from from feeling
2: gut feeling right now. How are you leaning Brad? Definitely Seattle. I mean, Seattle's got something to play for. Um, Arizona is doesn't. They're the, they're they just trying to play spoiler. And probably Kyler Murray would rather go play Call of Duty, frankly, than than this game.
1: So, <laughs> True. Um,
2: yeah, I think it, yeah, I think that the Seattle's going to come out hungry, um, to say the least. So, it's it's their playoff playoff game, and Pete Carroll, he does a job of of getting the guys up for a big game, so I think Seattle's going to be ready for sure.
0: Mm. The other mm. matchup, uh, Manjot, I assume you're picking the Seahawks.
1: Yeah, I- I'm picking the Seahawks here. Yeah. The logical
0: the logical NFL pan, fan in Manjot is picking the Seahawks. The, um, the 49ers fan in Manjot is obviously rooting for the Cardinals, so it's just... Mm. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't mind either way. To be fair, like I just think you know, either way, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a Seahawks win. I think they've won every single matchup in the last two seasons. They they're four wins in a row against yep. the Cardinals. So I definitely think they got this.
0: That's right. All right, the other matchup in the NFC West this week is essentially. A, a meaningless uh, game between the Los Angeles Rams, who are nine and seven and have already clinched their playoff berth and the San Francisco 49ers who are 12 and four and the number one seed in the NFC. Um, Manjot Shanahan's got a bit of a new challenge this week and that's figuring out how many players he can rest for the playoffs while still, yeah. field, while still feeding a, te- fielding a team in a meaningless yeah. game.
1: Yeah. It's really interesting this matchup because the Niners, I-, I feel like this is the first time I've seen them ever as a Niners fan where we've actually clinched the number one seed with a, a week to go. Like, this is the first time, like, Week 18 has been meaningless in this way, like, ever, i felt. Like, we've always had to do it the hard way to get, like, either in the playoffs themselves or get the number one seed. It's just, this, this year, the Niners have been afforded the luxury of... Uh, just clinching it a week early. And I think that is huge for it is. the Niners.
0: It is huge. Um, and, of course, it meant that uh, Shanahan will sit uh, Brock Purdy. Sam Darnold will start this game. Uh, yeah. CMC is out. He's got a minor calf injury, so that's going to give him some time to rest up um, to play a massive, massive part uh, in the playoffs. Um for sure. The Niners, though, they're going to need to dress most of their healthy players, apparently just to meet the 48 player requirement. Um, yeah. but, but of course, Kyle Shanahan is very non-committal about how much playing time, uh, the likes of Trent Williams and Nick Bosa, Debo Samuel and George Kittle will actually play that mm. logically. The Rams are also resting a whole bunch of players, several key ones. Matt Stafford is, is being rested. um, Aaron Donald's rested, Cooper Cup is rested, Kyron Williams is rested, linebacker Ernest Jones is rested. There's there's so many of their key players that are getting rested here. Carson Wentz will start for the Los Angeles Rams against the San Francisco 49ers this week. It is hilarious. Uh you will notice
2: Who's not, who's, who's not excited about a Carson Wentz versus Sam Donald uh matchup? I mean <laughs> You know, yeah. it d- does it get any better than that? You
0: will oh, notice, man. though. I will put point out that the, the keen listeners that may not have seen other other things around the league this so far this week, I'll notice that one name wasn't left off that uh, it, off that list. Someone who is starting this week for the Los Angeles Rams, and yeah. that is none other than the Pukinikua yeah. has just twenty nine yards left to achieve or break the record for most most receiving yards in a season by a rookie. That's crazy. Yeah.
1: And four catches for the receptions record for a rookie as well. So so
0: Puka Nakua will be starting. Carson oh, Wentz will be bad. getting <laughs> he will be feeding Puka Nakua. But he is
2: get fed.
0: it's I tell you what though, it's oh, dang- yeah. it's danger time for anyone who wants to bet on a on a Puka Nakua line because is he going to get more than twenty nine? Like, like once he hits the, the the thirty yard mark, yeah. Are, are they going bad. to pull him? Because <laughs> he had his four receptions. Like, but I mean, logically, you, you put him out there. Let's play him uh, for a half and see how many he can get. He could get one hundred and fifty yards
2: and a half. He, he could. I bet you. I bet you McVeigh will throw him the ball. Uh, you know, five times in that first series if they get more than two first downs. Just to just to get him get him the ball get him his record and get him off the field,
1: yeah, um, yeah, yeah for sure, yeah it's Pro a... Bowl Puka as well very surprising I think as well him getting Pro Bowl in his first season that was it's a good surprise for him. This week, I
0: I, I think that's a it's a lot to do with the fact that his name got out there early, Manjot. Um, yeah, he, he was I agree. Just, he was just achieving so many great things early as a rookie as a as a. As as someone that wasn't, no one thought would do anything. Um, Yeah. It's one of those rookies that you pick up um, late round or or undrafted. You know, everybody else has has just slept on completely um, and you manage to pick them up and you see something special in them. Yeah. The the other one I, I will point out, and it's me as a Vikings fan, was Ivan Pace Jr., who went undrafted. And, and he's been yeah. a monster on defense for the Vikings this season. He just came out of his shell. He's so good. Uh, of course, he didn't get a pro bowl selection. They just sleep. He's John Cena at the moment. They still don't see him. So, um, Yeah. Yeah. But amazing. So I Puka, Puka will start. <laughs> uh, there'll be rookies all over the place um, on, the, on the park for everybody. Man, John, is there a defense left for the 49ers to even go against the Rams?
1: Oh uh, I'm I'm glad there isn't honestly I think the defense especially for the Niners really needs this time off because if you look at the Niners it's really correlated their missed tackles and their bye weeks it's just the start of the season we we're tackling well and then we had that three game stretch where we lost every game and we just stopped tackling and the tackles got worse and then you know, now we're tackling well again, and then we just slipped off the last few weeks. And we really need this time off, I think, for the defense to really recover, get into player form. You only, you boys have two good games, get another bye, get a super, then play in the Super Bowl. I think that's going to be huge for the Niners having these sort of buys coming up. If, and, and it'll give them the best chance to win. So, look, mm. for the Niners, I'm pretty happy with the defense resting this week.
0: Major, you still picking the
1: Niners? Oh man, this is such a tough game to pick. But the Niners, it? <laughs> the Niners have had that insane run against the Rams in the regular season. They haven't lost to the Rams in the regular season since 2019 started. So but have they, ever, have they ever
0: played up as a have they ever played them as a backup team though?
1: Oh yeah. I remember 2020. That's right. Yeah, 2020 we had that that time when we had Nick Mullen starting a backup Q. Oh All yes. Yes. Was, whole team was injured and we still beat the Rams somehow. And it was in their new stadium as well. I think this is week 17 as well. It's a really crazy time. I just think the Niners just have this really, really weird record against the Rams. I think it continues. So I'm gonna I'm gonna lean the Niners, even though it's a backup that's backup and anything can happen. I just think Shanahan versus McVeigh. I think Shanahan's got this. Brad, yeah. it doesn't
0: Brad, it doesn't matter a real lot, but which one are you going?
2: I, I think Rams, just because uh just because McVeigh I think is gonna be a dick and kinda wants it. So um I think he's just got a little bit more of an ego about it than than uh Shanahan. So I'm it just is, going on it is the difference. Coincidentally, uh, the Rams winning or losing is the
0: difference between the sixth or seventh seed for them. They're they're in anyway, but it's going to be the difference between playing uh, the Lions or the Cowboys. There you go. So, uh, yeah,
1: yeah,
2: either team, I think they lose to, but yeah.
0: Mm. So it just depends on who you want to come up up against in the wild card round. If I
1: was them, I'd rather play the Lions. I think the Lions, which means that they need,
0: which means they need to win this game. Then, major. Yep. Yeah,
1: that's it. So if I was them, I'd really want to win this game. Just play Lions.
0: Yep. Hey, let's um, uh, let's move on to that final division, NFC East. Um, uh, probably one of the most uh, interesting pair of matchups y- you can get, and that is because the Eagles, who were ten and one at one right. point this season, are right. now at eleven and five. That's right. They have lost lost four out of the last five games after being 10 and one. Um, They have clinched a playoff berth, but they play the Giants who are five and 11 and have looked a lot more lively this later part of the season when we knew that they were basically dead and buried. And uh, in comes a a very Italian quarterback in a, a very Italian franchise or fan base, Uh, and and endeared himself and playing with a lot more heart and just a lot more, but also on the Eagles side, there's something broken at the Eagles, I feel, personally, right now. They're not the same Eagles team we saw last year. We can see that, but they don't seem to be able to figure it out from what I've seen enough to uh, to get some wins going. So, uh, Brad, I mean, the logic says... The Eagles beat the Giants here, but is it that cut and dry? Uh,
2: No, no. Anytime it's a divisional matchup, it's it's not that cut and dry. So, um, you know, the Giants again would would love to spoil the Eagles. So, um, so it's the you know it's yeah, especially if Dallas loses. Funny enough, and then Philly loses, it would just be that would just be irony. Um, both you know, both teams go limping into the playoffs like that. The Giants would love to to spoil it for the Eagles, so. Um, but I but I do think, with all that said, I do think Philly's going to win, but I just don't think it's going to be a blowout. Mm. They the Philly the Philly secondary is atrocious, and that's just what you're you've seen. That's why they've been losing these games is that secondary. So, um, and got, that and, and they've got. Off-
0: They've got, yeah, it's like they've got no identity on defense anymore. Yeah. yeah. And, and funnily enough, it is the decision to, to move on from Gannon, uh, who beat them last week with the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. So it, it is just, it's a, a crazy scenario. Man, John, are you feeling, what, what are you feeling about it?
1: Yeah, so when you were talking about that last five-game run there for the Eagles, the Giants were the only team they beat in mm. that five games. So yeah. that that in itself, it was not really a big win either. The Giants were keeping them close in that Christmas Day game. And despite that, I think, I think the Eagles win this one. I, I just think they have had a really good recent run against the Giants overall. Not just this year with that win, but just overall, like the Giants have not have not had a great time playing the Eagles recently. They've only won two games against them since two thousand and sixteen started. Pretty much like that was just it. They barely they barely won against the Eagles in that time. So yeah, with with only two wins in the last what fifteen games against them, I think. I think it's safe to say I'm going to go with the Eagles here.
0: It doesn't – the matchup itself doesn't matter a lot for the Eagles. They're in the playoffs regardless. Um, yeah. uh, if the if the next game, the Cowboys and Commanders game, goes the way that it, it logically should, the Eagles in the fifth seed win or lose. So, uh, I don't know. To me, it, it depends uh, on if they get yeah. to a point whether or not they start just, just resting players. Um,
1: yeah, it could come – like. If they get the word from the sideline, uh, halfway through the game, that Dallas is up like forty points of the Commanders. Yep. They're just gonna take them out. It's
0: definitely, um, yeah, it's definitely going to be a hard one to pick for our, uh, um, for our pick'em comp. That's for sure because yeah. of that fact. You could pick the yeah. Eagles, and then, like we said, you just said then, manager they could pull them all off at halftime, and then the Giants win. It's such a such a danger game. It's a very very game a trap game in that sense. So hard one to pick, hard one to pick, but yeah, we'll lean logically for Eagles. Let's move on to that very, very final game of the season uh, that we're going to talk about, of the regular season that we're going to talk about. And is, of course, the Cowboys, who are 11-5, have clinched their own playoff berth, but everything to play for, they currently mm. lead the division uh, on on minor factors. They still need a win here to to make sure that they shore up the division win. If they lose to the commanders, they will drop from the number two seed, which means that they will have lost the division once again. Brad, you, you Cowboys, they need to not trip over themselves. They need to get the job done here against the commanders. They can't rest up either, really, can they? It's not like yeah. you can get a big lead against the commanders and pull everyone off at halftime expecting that you're just going to get the win because the commanders are that funny kind of team where they can just bounce back at you. All of a sudden, even
2: though they're not that great as a whole. Absolutely. And like I said earlier, anytime it's an interdivisional matchup, you, you can't you can't guarantee anything. Um, and this is probably gonna be Rivera's last game. And he by all accounts, he's a players coach. Players love him. Players aren't dumb, they know that, and they're gonna try and spoil. Dallas and send Rivera uh, Rivera, sorry, out on a high. So uh, Washington's going to come the, for this game. But you're right, the Cowboys they got everything to play for because the they know they're quite aware that they've struggled on the road. So to be able to win this game, get a week off, get home field advantage for one game is huge. Mm. So. They, they are going to bring their A game. As a Cowboys fan, I like it. It's a perfect setup because if they can win on the road, and Washington has a 32nd-ranked defense in terms of points against, uh, if they can get a win on the road, it will help their confidence for the next time they go on the road in the playoffs, So, um, assuming they won their first-round match in the playoffs. But yeah, it's 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 it should be a fun game and, and I expect to be a little bit of a back and forth but I think Dallas is going to pull away um pretty handedly later in the
1: match. Hmm. Yeah, I totally agree um with you Brad. I think that defense going up against Commanders sorry, the Commanders defense going up against the high flying Cowboys offense is really a factor, I think. Especially because they can't really defend against the pass as well. Their cornerbacks are are real, real bad, let me just say. A- a- and CD Lamb, Brandon Cooks, those sort of guys, they're gonna be match winners for Dallas here. I think Dallas is gonna win as not going to be close, I think. Three of the last four matchups, Dallas has won, and they've won by over two scores as well. So I really think this is another time for Dallas to just really put their foot down, just beat Washington here. They did lose last time at the Commanders last season. So they still got to bring their A game, as you guys mm-hmm. have been saying. 100% got to bring their A game. And this is where Dallas, I think, I think they will. I think they'll rise to the occasion and bring their A game, secure the second seed in the NFC here.
0: Hmm absolutely couple of interesting uh sam howfax to to round this one off he'll make his 18th consecutive start at quarterback for the commanders uh which is the first time that washing a uh, washington qb has got to start every game of a season since 2017 kurt cousins yeah so uh and of course we did talk about last week when Maddie was on the show with us about uh Sam Howell's CTE chances. I'm surprised he doesn't have uh, some... He's he's a high CTE candidate. He's got a league-high 61. He's been sacked a league-high 61 times, so it seems like it's a bit of a uh, Micah Parsons is going to eat time, Brad. Jeez, yeah, absolutely. Parsons is tied tied on 13 sacks at the moment. Obviously, he's a uh, uh, defensive player of the year candidate. Um, Hmm. I, I wonder where he just pushes the hell out of out of this and tries to build those sacks up and really get in everyone's face for that last lot of voting um before.
2: it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if at least in the first half mm. and then although he's the he's not the type of player to dial it back so no, part of no not at all <laughs> so, not at yeah all. it'll it'll be a really interesting to see
0: yeah it certainly will be all right well that's uh that's NFC's done and dusted let's um let's run through that quickly i've been putting those into the espn uh playoff machine um again and as i did with the AFC, so we already know 49ers are the number one seed that would put dallas as the number two detroit lions is the number three well done detroit lions number four would be tampa bay number five would be the eagles Number six would be the Rams. Number seven would be the Green Bay Packers. So that would leave us with wild card games and wild card uh, round of Green Bay at Dallas. That's a bad game for Green Bay. Uh, the Rams at Detroit and the Eagles at Tampa Bay. These are very interesting matchups there again, too.
1: Yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah. uh yeah now I was just gonna say it' it'll, it'll be it'll be it'll be a good playoffs match and I'm, I'm anxious to see um because it's something about the wild card round they just you never know what you're gonna get
0: it's so interesting there's a lot of good wild card games in that there's so many mm. big big teams um on both sides of the conferences so in, in matchups in wild card round it's it's um Really interesting matchups in wild card rounds. So it'd be very, very interesting. It's, it's not as a. I, I get a feeling the NFC side, not as big a matchup as we're going to see if it all go, goes that way as like Miami, Kansas City against each other. Like that's a huge matchup. Um, Rams, oh. Lions, I guess, could rival that in a, in a way. Even if you go over to the NFC side, that could be such back and forth, especially when you're talking about the way the Lions play and then just the Rams. It's totally unpredictable offense with with Stafford and Cup and Bukinakua. and yeah, it, it, insanely interesting. But um, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: So Terms of week eighteen, boys. That's uh, that's everything. We've done the talk. We've done the predictions. Hopefully, it all plays out that way. Hopefully, we have a good week on the picks. Um, make sure everybody listens to both of those episodes. If you haven't heard the AFC one, go back and do that. Um, stick around for playoff stuff. Make sure you keep an eye on the socials. We'll uh we'll talk a bit about that sort of stuff. But of course, as I said, uh at the very, very beginning of the AFC stuff, we are going to be pairing up with the Aussie NFL Fantasy Boys and the rest of the Aussie Gridiron Network. During the playoffs, we're gonna have six man shows, which will be utter chaos, uh, with all of us talking and all of us wanting to get jokes That's in good. and who knows how long those episodes are going to go for, but I can guarantee you one thing, they will be an absolute riot for both shows. You'll get to get A-Grid on show. You'll get an Aussie NFL fantasy show. Uh, there'll be games in all of that stuff and a whole lot of fun for the entirety of the playoffs right through until the Super Bowl and beyond. Boys, we've got to make as much of the rest of this season as we possibly can, don't we?
1: Oh, man. Off-season is so... Solid. off season's going to be hard. I mean, I'm kind of excited though the new United Football League that got announced this week. The merger between the USFL and XFL. Obviously not the same as the NFL, but, you know, a little bit of football coming in March, so I'm pretty happy with that. But even then...
2: <laughs> Look at this. The playoffs haven't even started, and Manjot's already talking about another yeah. league and <laughs> I mean,
1: got nuts this week, no. so you've got to mention it a little bit. It's going to be Brad.
0: I mean, off season is going to be big, we'll probably take a little bit of a rest. But yeah. for us, in terms of getting back into a grind and talking about whatever we can and all the possibilities, and coaches getting fired, and different hires, and um, contracts ending, and who's going where once we hit free agency, it, it's all going to come around, it's going to start it again. So, but we've just got to enjoy the rest of this 2023 season and these big sure. matchups and and, uh, and the rest of the year, really. So,
2: mm.
0: all right. That's it for us for this week. Please do listen to everything like, follow, share, tell some people about the show, uh, rate us on whatever podcast app you choose to listen to everything on. Um, it really does help us. Massively, so please do all that stuff. Uh you catch us on those socials at G'day Gridiron on Facebook and Instagram. Manjots at pastry Press NFL. You'll find the rest of the boys in the Aussie Gridiron network around the traps. Uh if you go to at uh, Aussie Gridiron Network. Um apart from that, I have to say see you after week 18.
1: See you guys. Take
2: care, everybody.
0: Today, Gridiron is brought to you by the Aussie Gridiron Network, a network of Australian podcasts bringing you some of the best content from the NFL and the local game. Check out our other podcasts: Aussie NFL Fantasy and No Huddle Dynasty.